Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Is it time to dismantle the American intelligence community? And what in the absolute hell is going on with the Speaker of the House vote in Washington, D.C.? I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Patrick Oney. And this is Critical Thinking. See, I just say Patrick Oney to see if you're actually paying attention to the cold open here, Pat. Yeah, no, I, I, I've noticed. I've noticed that you've done it a few times now. Yeah, I'd just like to switch it up name, and see if you're actually my... paying attention. Yeah, uh-huh. But with that being said, we have a lot to get into on today's program, but Thursdays in the month of January are going to be a little bit shorter. I just want to let everybody know that. In fact, we're experimenting with what we do on Thursdays, period. Um, normally, what we are going to do is multiple things, right? We're going to do two or three different stories and and deep dive on a topic, but we're actually going to really shorten the Thursday show up quite a bit. And today I, I went into this episode thinking we were just going to do the American intelligence community and should it be dismantled and um, evidence to and or for and against that. But then I realized we we have an opportunity to talk about the chaos and the insanity that is happening with the Speaker of the House vote in Washington, D.C., because on one hand, great um, for me dysfunction in the house is great. The less that they have the opportunity to screw the American people, the better. But additionally to that, there are some key functions and key things that this body actually needs to do. And if they can't even bring themselves into order and they can't even bring themselves to be sworn in as a Congress, that's kind of a problem. I'm all for gridlock, but like we need to actually have them sat and 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 whatnot. So I'd like to talk about a little bit of the Speaker of the House, and then we'll get into the American intelligence community on this shortened episode. So expect Thursdays to be quite a bit shorter going forward. Now, having said that, Pat, um, I wanted to talk about two aspects of the Speaker of the House vote because we don't know how it's going to go down today, and I don't want to get into the horse trading and prediction uh, of what's going on because we have no idea. All we know is that we're about to see votes, what, se- vote eight at least today? Uh, I was going to say seven and eight are most likely today, possibly nine today. Yeah, I, we're at least going to see seven. We know that. Yeah. We're going to see at least vote seven. We have no idea what has taken place overnight. The only indications that I have gotten is that um, there have been talks in 
progressive talks um, with Chip Roy and some of the others that are, quote unquote, the holdouts. But that's neither here nor there. What I want to talk about here is the fact that we are on a third day of having to vote and nobody has blinked. That's interesting to me. But I wanted to talk about it from the perspective of two things. Donald Trump, number one. And then number two, I wanted to talk about the the growing sentiment on Twitter of the just take the win, right? The, Kevin McCarthy has, quote unquote, given up a ton. Take the win and move forward. Advance the ball. You don't need to score the touchdown. You just need to get the first down. I'm going to want to talk about that in a bit. But first, I want to talk the Donald Trump aspect of this, because on Monday, right, Pat? Or was it Tuesday? Yeah, on Tuesday when they came into order, right, and and decided to do this, the Speaker of the House vote. After the first three failed attempts of Kevin McCarthy getting into the speakership, we saw Donald Trump kind of be noncommittal about support for Kevin McCarthy after supporting him, right? Right. Then yesterday, in the morning before the vote happened, we had Donald Trump come out and give a strong statement on Truth Social and to the Republican Party writ large about how they need to coalesce and support Kevin McCarthy. He's going to do a great job, probably a good job, but definitely a great job. Um. We went three more votes yesterday and nobody blinked an eye. And a lot of these individuals on the, or a lot of the 20, right, are staunch, either MAGA forever or voted for Donald Trump in one or both of the last two elections. So I ask you this question, and I asked this of you yesterday in our private chats. Is this the end of Donald Trump in his attempt to run for president in 2024? And I ask that because in my view, Pat, this speaks to the lack of people caring about what he has to say. He has utterly no influence over this entire process. He, he If he had power and sway in this Congress with these people, if he truly had something to be able to advance the ball, as we used that metaphor already, it would have happened. They would have fallen in line. They would have gotten in behind Trump and McCarthy, taken the win, and gone home. Did that happen? No. Donald Trump's words meant nothing to nobody in the Republican Party yesterday. Nothing to nobody. He held absolutely no sway whatsoever. Meanwhile, um, down in Florida, Pat, they had the inauguration of, um, of Ron DeSantis. And it was a pure celebration of America. It was a celebratory moment, obviously, an inauguration is, but... It was a visionary moment as well. Compare and contrast. Visionary moments, people lining up behind Ron DeSantis and getting 
getting things to coalesce in Florida. Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., Donald Trump attempts to marionette the Republican Congress, right? Attempts to get the caucus in line, and nobody budges. For me, that speaks to the lack of power that Donald Trump actually can sway within that caucus. What say you? Well, I I think uh, you you hit the nail on the head um, in terms of the mentality of what how they're treating this. They're they're trying to get the first down rather than the touchdown. Um, you you, you need touchdowns to win the game, right? Uh, and this is kind of speaking to in, in football now. Do I mean to put this into to those kind of terms, it looks like Donald Trump has kind of become the uh, Blaine Gabbard of the <laughs> NFL. For those of um, you who are not NFL fans, um, Blaine Gabbard is the guy you turn to who's just good enough to think that you can win with him, yet you can't. Right. Um, and so that's what this looks like to me. I mean, I think you're right. I think he is losing influence. Um, this is, I think, a clear sign that, you know, maybe 2024 doesn't happen for him. Maybe he drops out before we really even, I don't know if he'll drop out before the primaries, but I, I don't know that he makes it very far. Um, just just because the lack of influence. And and that's yeah. what we're seeing right now. You, you would think if, if he was truly relevant right now, you would think that he would be able to drive more influence and votes for Kevin McCarthy if that's truly what he wanted. amongst the 20 people who are holding out. Right, exactly. These are not people who hate Donald. This is not Liz Cheney. This is not Adam Kinzinger, who are both no longer in Congress, by the way. Uh, But uh, my point being, these are not the anti-Trump individuals. These are the, the... the hardened core, if you will, of the MAGA movement over the last four to six years, right? Right. So as I look at that and I say, holy bleep, uh, this is a seminal moment in the history of the Republican Party. And I talked about this with my wife. This this feels, this, this chaos, this discord, this popcorn moment, right? As the uh, the other side of the aisles tweeting out popcorn emojis and drinking in the Capitol and and doing all this other stuff. As all of these things are going on, what we are really watching, as I predicted, and I thought this was going to happen further down the road, as I have predicted, this is the end of the Republican Party. They quote unquote, and, and I want you to to listen to a the representative from my former congressional district, Mike Gallagher, who is quickly rising up the ranks as one of the most powerful members of the Republican caucus. He's only been in Congress. I think this is his second or third term, maybe third term in Congress. Here he is talking about democracy, Pat. I say that because I know last night people were frustrated. They wanted to go to parties. They wanted to take pictures with their families. But honestly, we find ourselves here in this chamber for the second day. We know we got work to do, but in some ways there's no place I'd rather be 
With the possible exception of Lambeau Field on Sunday, no place I'd rather be. But maybe with the excitement, some of you hadn't had an opportunity to check what's happening online, let me fill you in, or what's happening on Twitter, what the press is writing about. In some ways, they're salivating. There's headlines about the chaos, this and that. Yesterday, our colleagues on the other side of the aisle were tweeting their bags of popcorn that they had out. They love it. The schadenfreude is palpable. But I think my friends on the Democratic side misunderstand what's happening here. Sure, it looks messy, but democracy is messy. Democracy is messy by, by design, by design. And that's a feature, that's a feature, not a bug of our system. We air it all out in the open for the American people to see because at the end of the day, the president's not in charge. The Supreme Court's not in charge. The Speaker of the House is not even in charge. The American people are in charge. Are you buying any of that, Pat? I mean, it's great platitudes that he's speaking. Do I do I buy? I mean, I don't I don't know Mike. Or is it Mike Gallagher? Yeah, Mike Gallagher. He's the yeah, representative. I, I, I don't the I don't know his congressional district. Yeah. Green Bay, Appleton, that area. I don't know his record. I don't. I don't know, you know what what he generally stands for and things he's like that. He's a pretty solid conservative. Um, he is uh, not your Chip Roy, the the fire brandy type, but he right. is largely going to vote conservative. Okay, so I mean, he sounds at least like a solid guy. I yeah, you know, again, I can't speak to that, but but it it's. Like I said, he's speaking great platitudes, but how many how many times have we heard this from from different GOP members over the years, mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. great platitudes and things like that? So I that's kind of where I come down on. It. I'm like, okay, great, now back it up. Yeah, one thousand percent agree with you on this, and that was the first nomination speech that happened with regard to uh Kevin McCarthy because there were there were a second and a third you know there were two more speeches um given because they had three votes yesterday the secondary speech that was given i and i just i couldn't find it but it was along these lines right of democracy is messy and it's a feature not a bug but the furtherance of Kevin McCarthy's candidacy is you need to vote for him because he's given you the first down, right? And then they go to the, the, the second speech goes on to say, remember the words of, of Ronald Reagan and the inv- invocation of Reagan, the take the win when you have it, Right. You, you don't uh, attempt to go beyond it. And the the famous the famous uh, Reagan quote of trust but verify, right? I I tweeted this out yesterday, Pat, and I wanted to talk about it on the program because I felt like this kind of resonated a little bit. Here's the problem that I have with the take the win crowd or the trust but verify crowd. Because that has been the line in for my entire adult life. 
Okay, since I was able to vote in the 2000 election, the entire line has been, if you don't believe us, trust but verify. Okay, so I tweeted out, here's the problem with the quote unquote, take the win crowd. That has been the line for 20 plus years. And every single time you, the people telling us to take the win, have turned that W into an L. So why? Trust but verify when we have 20 plus years of verification, right? We have the verify. We have given you the trust. But when we have 20 plus years of verification that McCarthy at all cannot be trusted to live up to their promises. So why would we do this again? Why would we go through this process of trust but verify? And you wouldn't. Right. We have all of the evidence and all of the verification that you cannot be trusted. And I listened to Ben Shapiro yesterday, or actually this morning as I was waking up. I listened to him and he has this thought of what's your point? What is the thing you are attempting to accomplish? And more importantly, whom are you trying to coalesce around? Whom's the viable option? And on one hand, I agree with him. Those are things that you have to think through. You have to think through the strategy. You have to think through all of those things. I, I wholeheartedly agree with him. But what Ben Shapiro and his ilk seem to be missing here is that the case that people are making for Kevin McCarthy is that we have given you the, the parameters that you want. That, that's not true. They've given them Everything except for the lever of power in which they would be able to actually act upon the trust but verify statement. So here's here's what I believe should happen here, Pat. So they want us to trust but verify. How would you be able to verify, Pat? You would be able to verify by are you living up to the the promises that you handed to the 20? Are you living up to changing the rules? Are you living up to doing all of the things that that uh, Gallagher and, and everybody else later on has shown to be the case, right? They, they've laid out all the procedural things that they, that they have said that Kevin McCarthy is going to give. Okay, that's fine. But what is the recourse when you break those promises? Because over the last 20 years, every single one of the promises that you in leadership in the Republican Party have told us you are going to do have been broken. The point of the matter is this for me. You have turned every single attempted W, right? Because look at Chip Roy in the plan that he laid out. Kevin McCarthy is saying to Chip Roy and all of his ilk, I'm going to give you that plan, but I'm not going to give you the parachute to get out of my leadership should I say no to any of these things down the road. The argument that is being made and the strategy that is happening for me from the group that is holding out is as simple as this. Whom can I trust? It is a trust issue. It is not a procedural issue. It is not give me a speaker, you know, give me a, a plum committee assignment and I'm cool. It's not about those things. It seems like everybody is in lockstep about that. It is about the fact that Kevin McCarthy is not a trustworthy individual. 
It is the fact that for these individuals, business as usual in Washington, D.C. doesn't work, and Kevin McCarthy is the representation of business as usual. The strategy here is let us show the American people something new. Here's a great example of this. Ron DeSantis is something new mixed with the old. He is mixed with the MAGA group, but new. He has taken and advanced the, the first down of MAGA and gone to the end zone with it in Florida. A true leader can be trusted because they're leaders. You know it when you see it. And sometimes you don't even know you're being led. That's the mark of a true leader. A mark of a true leader is to let others take the reins. Let others have control. Let others have power. Kevin McCarthy wants power for himself. Kevin McCarthy is the old guard when it comes to GOP power. He believes that, that if I can horse trade, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna horse trade so I have my power. Byron Donalds is younger. Byron Donalds has a lifetime of representation of service of others. He is a servant leader. What say you when it comes to this concept of, well, you, you need to be able to trust but verify and totally trust Kevin McCarthy, so shut up and get in line. Where, where do you stand on that? Well, I, I flat out don't trust Kevin McCarthy. Um, like, like those that are holding out, I don't trust him, period. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, and the reason why is because look at his history. And so why would I trust that? Why? And if you're going to, if, if you want me to give you power at this point, I need something in return to award you with that trust. Mm -hmm. All right. The example you gave, give me the power to kick you out should you violate that trust. Um, and Kevin McCarthy doesn't want to do that. So the, the fact that he doesn't want to do that just screams to me, yeah, I'll promise you things, but you can't trust me to actually follow through. And I, I don't want to see that anymore. And so when we're, when we're talking about alternatives like Byron Donalds, for example, mm -hmm. maybe maybe this is you're, – you're right. If, if we keep going down this road, the GOP is dead, flat out. And if we – Put someone that's an alternative to Kevin McCarthy, like a true alternative. The GOP is not even the GOP anymore. It's starting to reform itself. It's the end of, of the old guard as we know it, hopefully. And then from what looks to be the end of Trumpism mm -hmm. in Congress and, and Trump's influence. And so you're, 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 you're fundamentally starting to clean house. If you do it this way, the American people need trust. They need to be able to trust their, their, their elected officials, their leaders in Congress. They haven't been able to do that in, gosh, forever. I mean, imagine, imagine having a Congress that, that people actually trust to get things done, to actually represent them and, and make them feel represented. Does that mean – 
that we're going to agree with everything that everyone does all the time? No, of course not. It's about representation. It's about putting, making us, the people, feel like we are in charge. Kevin McCarthy gives me no faith in doing it. That's why I've loved these last few. It's fascinating stuff because it's just like, wow, we is the GOP actually growing a backbone for a change? And with that, though, Pat, it is time for us to move forward. So let's play a little bit of the B or not the B. What do you, what do you say on that one? Let's do it. All right. And today's headline is, wait for it, Republican approval rating at a record high after bringing Congress to a grinding halt. Republican approval rating at record high after bringing Congress to a grinding halt. And while you are thinking about that, folks, if you are living in Chicago or Illinois in general, or you're thinking about moving out or to, I don't know why you would want to move to, I would suggest don't. Uh, There are many great alternatives to this state right now. Uh, That being said, I'm at your service. You can check out CloseWithCoppins.com or check out the the myriad of Andrew Coppins realtor uh, stuff out there. So I am a licensed realtor in the state of Illinois with Exit Strategy Realty. Check it out. Um, you can uh, you can uh, you know procure my services. I will help you sell your home. I will help you find a new home. More importantly, you're moving out of the state of Illinois and you don't know who to work with. You don't know anything about the place that you might be moving to other than you like the taxes or you like the economic policy or maybe the the accoutrement of where you live or want to live, um, but you don't know a real estate agent. Well, I've got a network of plenty of real estate agents all throughout the country to help you with that. I would be happy to refer you to a really great agent that I trust. And that's ultimately the most important thing. Can you trust your real estate agent? Just like, can you trust but verify your um, wonderful speaker of the house? So with that being said, go to closewithcoppins.com or hit me up on Instagram or TikTok, um, Andrew Coppins, at Andrew Coppins Realtor, or just at Andrew Coppins. All right. With that being said, Pat, do you need the headline one more time? One more time. Okay. Republican approval rating at record high after bringing Congress to a grinding halt. Is that the B or not the B? See, it's the grinding halt that gives me pause. Because on one hand, people like me are going to say, you know, bringing bringing Congress to a halt and, and having gridlock is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Um, others would say, well, we need to get crap done. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it makes me want to say not to be, but I'm going to say the Babylon B, but I'm, I'm not even close to sure. Your instincts are good on this one, my young Padawan. I am one with the force and the force is with me. <laughs> yes, this is the Babylon B. In an unexpected turn of events, congressional Republicans saw their approval ratings soar to an all-time high after bringing Congress to a grinding halt while the battle to determine the Speaker of the House dragged on. Quote, this isn't... This isn't something we thought would happen, said Florida Congressman Matt Gates, one of the lawmakers responsible for the impasse. But now we are a hit with voters and we're holding back the swamp. We'll take any positive results we can get. Though establishment Republicans warned of the backlash the small group of holdouts may face as they stood in the way of progress, voters instead rejoiced that Congress was unable to conduct its business. Quote, what are we really missing out on? Asked concerned citizen Josiah Smith. 
spend sending more money to Ukraine, forming investigative committees that do a bunch of talking and accomplish nothing. If holding out the speaker vote keeps all of that normal stuff from happening, I'm all for it. <laughs> An IRA Kevin McCarthy was reportedly seen throwing a temper tantrum in the halls outside of his office after failing to win the speakership on the fourth ballot. It's not fair, McCarthy whined. It's my turn. It's my turn. At publishing time, the House Freedom Caucus looked to be holding strong and was prepared to force as many votes as would be necessary to force McCarthy out of the running. Other backup plans include nominating other candidates, including one of the Capitol janitors an Uber driver found outside of the building or forgotten 1980s actor Andrew McCarthy. I, did you notice one other thing real quick before we move forward to the American intelligence community? Um, not just Andrew McCarthy, but uh, there was a certain former congressman sitting in the halls of Congress yesterday. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Uh, one Justin Amash was in in the halls of Congress. Oh, yes. Yes, I actually uh -huh. did see that. Uh -huh. I take that back. Uh huh. That was awesome. <laughs> I honestly think he might that that might be that alternative for me. I love Justin Amash as Speaker of the House. Crap would get done. Coalitions would be built. I, I think it would be. I, I would love to see it. It won't happen. I would love to see it. Um, by the way, did you see that uh, Elon Musk is back backing uh, Kevin McCarthy first for Speaker? Mm -hmm. How many billions was he uh, guaranteed in in public subsidies for that? <laughs> that was one of my first questions, but yeah. Yeah. Do I understand the argument that we need to get crap done? Yeah. And and maybe it would be time to move to move on. But he, here's the deal. If neither side is willing to budge, you don't budge. Who's going to blink? Right. Right. And, you know, I just. Um, At this point, you, it should be whoever blinks first. And the blinking should be OK. Here's how McCarthy gets what he wants, right? For me, again, right. it comes down to give them the lever of power to verify, to to be able to hold you accountable, right? Because that's what people are ultimately saying, like Chip Roy, is I can't trust you. I need the accountability. So if you are not trustworthy, we get to take you out. If you don't hold up your ends of the bargain, we get to take you out. There's your fair, there's your way forward enough. through that impasse. But that's not neither here nor that is neither here nor there. Um because one of the other big stories that were that has been taking place over the course really of the last what 3 weeks now Pat have been the release of the Twitter files. And this has really been a month month and a half at this point uh of Twitter files, but a lot of the release over the last 3 weeks has been focused in on the American intelligence community. And I asked the question up front in this show, is it time for us to dismantle the American intelligence community? And I find myself, Pat, as we look at this question, thinking backwards in, in my life, backwards to 2000, 2001, 2004, right, as we invade Iraq. And I ask myself this question. That's almost back to the last topic, trust but verify. 
I can't trust the American intelligence community to be doing the right thing anymore. Back then, I would have gone all in on the, well, this is what they're telling us. We have to listen. Either WNDs did not exist in Iraq or they had been moved. We don't know. It's very likely the evidence shows that they had been moved. But we don't know. We can't verify that, right? But what we can verify is that the CIA has gone so far from its mission, it's insane. What we can verify from the FBI, um, the, the Twitter files with the FBI, is that the FBI is working to suppress the voice of the American public. The FBI is looking to find crime, not fight crime when it happens. And I come down on the side, I can't, my 2002 self would never have believed I would have said this, but it is time for us to dismantle the American intelligence community as it exists. I'm not saying we don't have the ability to do spy stuff. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have a federal investigative branch. You're not saying that we shouldn't have an intelligence community. You're saying that we need to dismantle and rebuild. We need to dismantle and rethink before we rebuild. Well, fair enough. Okay. And I come down to it comes down to this, Pat. What the Twitter files and, and the Twitter files that have been released this week, even, what they continue to show us is that the FBI has been engaged in not just politely asking for, hey, the, these people are doing something illegal. Let's go ahead and get them off of Twitter, right? Or these people are um, Russian propagandists, right? Or they're, they're bots or whatever have you, and let's get them off, right? What we are seeing is the average American citizen becoming targets of, of the FBI simply because they don't fall in line with government sponsored speech what the government would like you to speak the attacks on people for quote-unquote misinformation on covid right what they did to alex berenson what they've done to uh robert malone um you can name a thousand accounts that they've done this to i haven't dug deep but i have a feeling that my account and your account might be on that list I don't know. Um, I haven't dug deep enough because I haven't had the time to do that right now, but I wouldn't be surprised to have seen our names somewhere in there. Um, especially mine, because I've been very vocal on on the COVID thing on Twitter all the time. Um, but that having been said, Pat, what we see is not just the FBI attempting to to help a government-sponsored narrative. What we are seeing is the FBI populating high levels of big tech, high levels of big business. And for me, it is a pattern. It is not just that one person from the top level of the FBI goes into the privates. It is literally hundreds of these top-level individuals getting into positions of power in these companies. And inside of that, what does that tell you? 
They're the ones shaping policy. They're the ones shaping how these companies work. This is a, for me, this is a concerted effort to influence business at the behest of government and more importantly, at the behest of the intelligence, quote unquote, community. This is their end around of the Constitution. They believe themselves to be above the Constitution of the United States of America. And they show it around every corner of these Twitter files. Because what they're attempting to do is subvert the Fourth Amendment, subvert the Fifth Amendment, subvert your First Amendment. And people say, well, Twitter has the ability to do this or do that, and and they're a private company. Right. But the government has no right to induce speech one way or the other from a private company. The the pressure that they ended up in, asserting on Facebook, on, on Instagram, on Twitter, on all of these social media platforms, right? The, the things that we learned from the Twitter files, for me, have indicated what? They're not just hopeful, hey, could you possibly take this tweet down because this is whatever, right? It was a concerted effort to place people who had their worldview into the positions of power within these companies and then subvert your speech if it wasn't government-sponsored, if you will, or sanctioned or or the, the right speech. And by the way, that was left-wing or right-wing when it came to Donald Trump. Okay? It is not a... It is not just a leftist problem. It is government versus private citizen. And we seem to not understand that as a country right now. It's not left-wing. It is not Donald Trump. Okay? It's not left-wing versus Donald Trump. Donald Trump's FBI, the FBI during Trump's era, was attempting to do the same thing the Hunter Biden story, right? Taking down legitimate stories they knew to be true. They knew it. How do we know it? Because they were in possession of the real laptop that was verified that it it took the FBI two months to verify this. In the private sector, it took two hours. Okay? The New York Post was able to verify the authenticity of this in less than two hours. But because it was, quote-unquote, damaging to the narrative of the time, right, the government-sponsored narrative, we can't possibly believe any of these things. We, we can't have this information out about the Bidens. They, they put the boot of the intelligence community on Twitter, on Facebook, on AWS, lest you forget what happened with Parler, right? Lest you forget what happened to a number of co uh, companies whose infrastructure, their ability to even exist, was threatened by the FBI, by the CIA, by the NSA, by the Department of Justice, by DHS. This is a wholesale issue for me. What say you, Pat? I, you know, I, we we certainly need to rethink, as you said earlier, uh, of our intelligence community. 
this is not also, as you said, a left wing versus right wing deal. This is this is a private citizen versus the government kind of deal. We have what would it be the Fourth Amendment, Fourth Amendment rights, mm-hmm. um, and we have the right to privacy. And it comes down to this for me, Pat. What's the role of the FBI? The role of the FBI is to investigate crimes that have already been committed. Correct. It is not their job to go out and seek crime, to create crime, which they did in Michigan, which they can you can make an argument that they were likely involved in January 6th. Right. Because the same people that were in that Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot, right? which turned out to be a whole entrapment thing. If you actually listen and understand how the apparatus of that entire thing happened, it would have never have happened had it not been for the quote-unquote confidential sources of the FBI who broke every single rule of the rule book in, in creating, creating the crime, not knowing about the crime and then infiltrating to prove the crime was happening and stop it before it happened, right? Right. That's not what that's not what happened here. These individuals were likely radical, likely right-wing radicals and likely not good people, okay? That's fine. But is that all a crime? No. No, it's not. The the crime so- was committed when the suggestion at the behest of FBI confidential human sources, right? Did all those things. So So to your point, the FBI, the CIA, and others are engaged in active suppression and active aggression against people, the people that they're supposed to be protecting, by the way, right? That's ultimately the role the FBI is supposed to be playing. So, So quick question. Yep. If if the FBI, as we're as we're arguing, is to investigate crimes that have already happened, what would be the role of this, something like the CIA? The CIA's role is supposed to be outside of the United States of America. It doesn't exact. It's not supposed to exist to spy internally. Okay. They they have a foreign. If you look at the charter of the CIA, it's the Central Intelligence Agency, meaning they are not to operate on American soil. And I argue that they are because what do we see? We see the CIA, the FBI, all of these people be involved in talking to American companies like Twitter, like Facebook. Yes, sometimes about international things, but it's what's happening here in American soil. We know, right, the whole Russian disinformation situation. We know that Twitter fought that at first, right? We know vis-a-vis the Twitter files, they're saying they're throwing their hands up like, what the hell are you talking about? We don't have a problem with this. This exists elsewhere. We, what, we have two accounts that we can verify or 200 accounts at one point that looked like Russian bot type accounts or associated or affiliated accounts, 200 out of how many millions or billions of accounts that exist out there on Twitter. What the hell are you talking about? FBI. This is another example of them creating narrative to fulfill a prophecy that they wanted you to fulfill. So, so one more question here: If if that's the role of the CIA and if that's the role of the FBI, what what would be the role of something like the NSA? Is it even necessary anymore? I I can't answer that. 
I really can't because I, I don't know enough information, but I can tell you this. The NSA, the FBI have been actively engaged in what? Subversion of the Constitution. Right. And they do it via, well, we're just gathering, we're paying for this, right? We know the FBI have been paying for information, not, not in an informant type of a way, but they've been paying Twitter, right? Twitter had, Twitter had a financial interest millions of dollars, by the way, of financial interest in playing ball with the FBI and doing the FBI's bidding. We're talking like $3 million on a company that's losing their ass, by the way, financially. So as I take a look at all of this, Pat, what I come down to is do your own research, understand the Twitter files, look at them, and try to discern what's going on here. But the pattern is obvious. The pattern is this. There is a worldview that these people hold, and that worldview is leftist, by the way. It is. And it, I don't know if there's the political will to do it, but it should be done because it is wholly corrupted. It is wholly against the American people. And the only answer for us as people is to demand that is because, because they hold a lot of sway. We have to take their toys away. That's what we have to do. Their ability to spy, their ability to do this, their ability to infiltrate and work together. Because what we see is 200 people at Twitter were FBI, not low-level field agents, high up middle management or higher inside the FBI, okay? 200 of them to the point where they had their own language inside Twitter, right? We, they have crypt, cliff notes on how to, like, this is what the FBI was talking about, and here's here's how these correlate between the two. That doesn't happen if you're not engaged in something. The FBI was attempting to literally not just subvert the American people, but turn an entire company into its own sandbox. That's, that's how fascistic we have become. And to fight that fascism, and a great example of this is the proxy war that's going on. We've talked about this, Pat. In Ukraine, it is international economic fascism versus national economic fascism. We shouldn't be involved in either of those things. We, we should be the beacon of freedom and free markets. Instead, we are on the side of international economic fascism. I want you to understand that. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no, and I think we're going to need to trust but verify the Republican approval rating being at the record high. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, make sure you read all of your meals in Matthew 547. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.